Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Second Take Podcast. Now we're even, and I'm Alex. Your life is the sum of a remainder of an unbalanced, unbalanced equation inherent in the programming of the Matrix. No, I'm saying Webber. I'm the host that's still using all the muscles, but the one that matters, Sebastian. That's gross. <laughs> Dear Lord. Can you stop using that muscle? Um, just to add in another quote, me too. <laughs> there are so many Smith quotes and it's just him talking to himself. It's we're going to have to redo this because we're running out of no. intro music. Go, 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 go. No, there are too many words. We have to uh, redo it. No. no. <laughs> Look, you- have you stopped? Sorry about that. That did not uh, go as planned. <laughs> I blame uh, Sam. Anyway, but I always blame Sam. The Matrix Reloaded um, is actually the film that we're uh, reviewing today. Oh, no. Did we not even say the film in the we, intro? We, we, did not, wow. we did not get nothing. to it. We said nothing. We really, yeah, we really... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Matrix Reloaded stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, Helmet Bacatus, <laughs> Ian Bliss, Colin Chow, Gloria Foster, Nona Gay, Randall Duck Kim, Nathaniel Lease, Harry Lennox, Harold Perrineau, Jada Penkin, Pinkett. Pinkett Smith. There we go. Uh, I didn't write the middle name in. <clears throat> Adrian Raymond, Neil Raymond, Hugo Weaving. Lambert Wilson and Anthony Wong and was written and directed by the Wachowski siblings. Welcome to Second Take, the show where we can't get the names right, but we, we want you to understand and listen to our opinions of the film. <laughs> yep. Also just a whole Profesh. bunch of nonsense before we actually start. <laughs> We're getting to so, it. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm not sorry. It's all part of the wild ride of this podcast. Yeah. Wild ride. I like to think people have. You know what else is a wild ride? Could you go on? Our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) I would. Uh, In all the sales uh, pitch meetings, I would never have said, uh, you know what's a wild ride? Feeling really uncomfortable. Donations. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Red Cross, wild ride. (laughs) Um, How does this go? Uh, Let's pretend I've forgotten the format Uh, of this show. Well, sometimes we talk about like trivia. Do we do that now? Sure. Production notes. Yeah. Um, this movie was probably also filmed in Sydney. I don't remember. The first one was. Um, or was it Brisbane? Who a knew? lot of it, was, of it was, filmed, was filmed in uh, with using machinima. What? <laughs> Not really. It just looks like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of it was filmed in LA. Uh, the um, freeway chase, 30 days. 
custom built freeway mm. uh, that was totally destroyed afterwards. It was made on an airbase. The Neo fights a million Agent Smiths. Oh, yeah, yeah. 27 days. You know, it was mostly animated. Yeah. What? Three whole shots were had no people in them. Yeah. And there were 80 different Smiths involved in that fight. Mm. You could especially tell when... Uh... <laughs> They weren't real people because all of the like clothes, sound effects, all the clothes crinkles, uh, would just vanish, and then all like the age lines and like people face, <laughs> like a human skin yeah. would disappear. Yeah, this well, is and, a, yeah, and then the fair, sound he, effects. He is a program, but yeah, two of the sound effects that were used when he first hits them with that pole. And they kind of fall into each other. It's dominoes falling. I thought it was a yeah. bowling. The, oh, was that the same one where he picks up a Smith by the leg and throws him into other ones, and then that's bowling pins being hit by a bowling. Ball. I noticed yeah. it when watching it this time, and I was like, "Huh, that's not the right sound effect for that." But it actually works really well. Like you notice it, but it didn't like pull me out. Like it was just for me, just like the right amount of subtle. Yeah, I mean. That didn't do that for me, but <laughs> oh, you, you're like oh, I noticed. I've noticed it every time. I think. Uh, do <laughs> either of you know how much they spent on the visual effects for this film? Oh, Can too I much say what was not worth. enough? <laughs> well, it's again 2003, so they oh, yeah. are just kind of the inception of these sort of uh, abilities. It is peak PS2 time? One hundred million dollars. In terms of the budget of the film, that's just the budget of the special that's effects. That's just the budget of the special effects. And it was to the point that the producers were like, I don't think we can recoup $100 million worth of special effects on these movies. And uh, Keanu Reeves sacrificed his percentage of the ticket sales, which was ended up being like $38 million to to, <laughs> to kind of make sure that everything went ahead. Lawrence Fishburne, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Anthony Brandon Wong all signed up for this film without reading the script. They're just like, yep, I'm in. Done. Yep, that makes sense. Do you know what project the Wachowskis turned down in order to do these two films? What year did this come out? 2003. 2003. Was it Harry Potter based? No. Uh, I will say it is a movie that... Both of you, I think, are a fan of and would have been a very different movie if they were in charge. Hobbit. No. But you are on the... It was a franchise film. Terminator. No. No. 2003. Mm. What would have come out? Nope. Spider-Man came out... Well thought of franchise film. Spider-Man came out in 2001, but Sam Raimi would have been attached, so let's eliminate that. X-Men? Batman Begins. Oh, oh, good wow. God. Yeah. Before Christopher Nolan, they were offered that and they turned it down to do these two films. Let's all count the blessings. Uh, well, one, two, and three. Yep, cool. I, three honestly, blessings. I would like to see a Wachowski Batman. I think oh, yeah, yeah. Really I'm just happy we got the Nolan ones. But yeah, yeah I'm yeah. happy to see it as something yeah, extra. Not... God, that'd... And especially like... if you're comparing the two products. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, th- think realistic. 
like Matrix style, but the old like goofy Batman movies, like with <laughs> Doctor Freeze and stuff. Yeah, but good. Like that's what I'm picturing from the Wachowskis as a Batman franchise. Maybe I I never saw um, Speed Racer. Neither. And that was a very cartoonish looking movie. By the it was ads. very cartoonish looking. That's my feel. Not though. a great film, but that I think that has a lot to do with script. So I don't know what the script. What, did Nolan write the script? Nolan and his it was brother uh, Jonathan. Yeah, I think or was it Jonathan and David S. Goya who write okay. Superman and Justice League and all them. He's not a great writer by like the projects that you see yeah. him do, but Jonathan Nolan is a good writer. So you can see kind of the rain. Well, in there. you know, if the Wachowskis were given the license that Nolan was given, I I, I don't think that would have been a bad product. But back to this yeah. film. Yes. GM donated 300 cars to the production of this shoot. Um, how many do you think mm. were left unwrecked at the end? Two. None. Zero. Oh. Yeah. Zero were left unwrecked. There is so much product placement. Um, I believe Nokia or Samsung produced a Those. limited run of some of the phone that they yeah. use, literally down to the pen and the shoes that the architect wear all name brand all released and sold as the matrix products blah 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 blah, blah. i can imagine the, their coats as well like, yeah if i could yeah. talk about tie materials as well um this film we, we discussed it last week tied directly into the animatrix yeah um the last flight of the osiris directly sets us into the i guess the second scene of this movie after the whole trinity motorcycle bullshit scene when like all the ship's yeah. captains are meeting and stuff and they get yeah. the letter about the... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then pulling into the base. Yep. And it, um, Enter the Matrix, the PS2 video game. Um, set up oh, Niobe, yeah. Ghost, and their operator whose name escapes me. Uh, Sparky, isn't it? It might be, Sparks. yeah. Sparks. Sparks a bell. It sets up um, all their stuff that builds into them coming into this movie and how they got there and everything too. Like there's a lot of... Weird tie-in stuff that, like, Marvel... Didn't Enter the Matrix come out after the movie, though? Yes, it was released it, after Reloaded. But it's definitely... I remember it being released but, concurrently. No, because canon. they shot all, a whole bunch of stuff for Enter the Matrix with the two films. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, cool. I, again, the Oracle, the original Oracle, had completed all of her shoots for Reloaded and Enter the Matrix before she passed away, and then they got... The, her replacement in, yeah, um, and so I had to do those reshoots. Mm. So I know that Seraph is one of your favorite characters. Yep, Sam. within all reason. Do you know who was originally slated and approached to play Seraph? I don't know for sure, but I would say it would be. Oh gosh, what's his name? Oh, I'm be racist here, Jackie Chan. Almost, Bruce Lee. Almost. What's the other one? Bradley. Nope. That's Jet- not right. That's, <laughs> oh. Jet Li. Yeah, that, that's who I meant to say. Bradley is an Australian cricket player. I was going to go Chow Young <laughs> Fat. That's what I thought it would be because he plays a hero. do you know how much money he asked for? Who did? Who did? Sorry. A couple of hundred million. Jet Li. He asked for to, to be paid as much as Keanu Reeves. That's fair. Is it? He's going to do as much acting in the couple of scenes he's in. <laughs> I will say Keanu Reeves ends up earning about $800,000 per minute of screen time oh, over Jesus. the two films. So 
Yeah, like they he really doesn't need to do much when we get to him in the how to saves, do we? <laughs> just just sit on your pile of money. Yeah. And you being sad, Keanu, and just don't spend it. <laughs> Apparently, he lives in a tiny apartment. So a favorite himself. a favorite character really. of mine is the Merovingian, and he has quite a famous line where he swears in French. Nom de du de potain de bordel de mer de saloperie de canard de incul de ta mer. What do you think that means? Well, he's French, so it's probably I surrender. Please don't hurt me. I'm going to start backing away now. Let me suck all, your dick. All hail the white flag. Wow. I <laughs> didn't say that. Don't look at me right now. I did. I, yeah, I was looking at you as you I, said I, that. I, no, I didn't say the other thing. It is... <laughs> It is uh, just a string of dirty words. Huh. It's not a particularly poetic, which is unlike the Wachowskis. Like they've worked so many different mythological and uh, religious iconography into every little part of this film that I would think that they would put something in it. But it literally means goddamn whore, filthy shit house, jerk bugger of your mother. To be fair, he was literally just showing off how elegant swearing sounds in French. So I guess it does make sense that he was just swearing. That's true. And he was also asked to accentuate his French accent. He actually speaks quite uh, enunciated English. And he should. Mm. That's all I have. There's so, so much here. Yeah. Gloria Foster, who um, was the original oracle was uh, replaced by Mary Alice, who had played her sister in a Broadway play. And that's the casting director kind of drew on that information yeah. when they're approaching and replacing her. Well, they did the same thing with, um, oh, God, who's Hugo Smith again? I've forgotten his name. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, the guy that he takes over that leaves the mm. Matrix, that plays um, Bane. They were, I believe, students together at NIDA in Sydney, Sydney or Melbourne. Well, honestly, he was in cast someone. because he does a spot-on Hugo Weaving impression. <laughs> to the point that I actually had to check if it was Hugo in makeup because I was like, I wonder, because I was like, I never thought Pretty of sure it. it's in Bliss, but yeah. Yeah, 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 but I was curious if it was actually Hugo playing a double role and they just made him up differently because he was hitting the lines yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. But So that's a credit to him, I guess. Mr. Anderson. God, Neo was so thick in that next movie. He was like... There's like a whole ten minute speech he gives, and he's like, "Wait a minute, your agent Smith? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, we'll get to it." All right, yeah. Uh, tweet nopsis. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to say, Zem, I do want to say, just to defend Neo a little bit. His defining feature is not being very logical. Like that's the whole point of the movie. Yeah, yeah he's <sighs> got a point. We can talk about that. <laughs> Tweet, um, I think that's the defining feature of Zion. <laughs> it's not being logical. What they're like first. Babies. Oh, movie babies. Movie babies. Yeah. Movie babies. God. Who's going first? I can go first. Okay. This is like Die Hard 5 crossed with Final Fantasy whatever children, Destiny's children. Wait, wait, the first one or the one that's based on the video game? The first one. Spirits Within. Spirits Within. There we go. Hmm. That's, what yeah. that's what it's like. This was like watching a PS2 game mixed with some kung fu. Mine was very <laughs> similar. 
Yeah. I had Tekken, the video game, mixed with that middle Hobbit movie that really just didn't do much. What was it called? <laughs> I forget his name. The smell. Oh, the desolation. Yeah, the one where he doesn't actually do anything and he leaves the movie to then do a thing. I mean, you see the desolation of smell. I know, but like... He definitely desolates things. No, he had already desolated. He's already desolated things. Did he Come though? Because he destroys yeah. the city in the next movie. <laughs> Further desolating. But, no, but only in the second, in the third movie. Like he, he leaves to destroy. Yep. Let's get on to tweet nonsenses. <laughs> Don't look at me, please. Um. Okay. Zane, you take us off. Uh, machines are remarkably empathetic. Merovingian forever. Hashtag. Leave your wife. <laughs> and it come with me. Is it? Are you- <laughs> he can make his own choice. Like, obviously, it's a toxic relationship. Yeah, he doesn't enjoy good. her. She doesn't enjoy him. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. <laughs> just relationship advice for computer programs in a fictional movie. That's what Tweet Nonsense is there about. My tweet is, this movie would be so much better if it was just the Seraph and, key, and the Keymaker going on adventures together. I can't explain to you how much I would watch that movie. You're over character yeah. limit now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that was just a side oh, note right. explaining okay. to you guys how much I would watch the Keymaker Seraph spin-off. I mean They're great. They are so great. I mean the, the Keymaker needs to learn how to shut a door. But like everyone else is great. Yeah. He's such a goof when he did that. <clears throat> Alex? Um mine is uh Neo is Superman and there is a guy with lots of keys and a grumpy French dude. Hashtag now we are even. He's not grumpy. He's conceited. It's a very big. Comes difference. off grumpy. <laughs> Do I come off grumpy in our Dungeons and Dragons games? Oh no! Yeah, I come don't. off conceited, right? Oh. Every single episode that I've listened to, yes. <laughs> Is conceited like fancy? Yeah, grumpy. <laughs> I was going to say fancy grumpy. I was going to say fancy snarky. <laughs> yes. Good. Then yes, you do. All right, this is a movie we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. Are we, we're up to the part where we talk about the movie? Yeah, I guess. Are you guys feeling positive or negative off the bat? Negative. I'm feeling lateral. Well, let's talk negative first then because I feel like if that's going to be the biggest part that we're going to chat about, not that I'm calling any shots here, or maybe I am. Who Let knows? me initiate, shall I? Please go. Matrix, in its trivia page on IMDb, yeah. broke a whole bunch of practical effects, uh, acting things, cinematography, uh, and actual like film process records. It broke that. It, it forged the way. It made a new, uh, a new status quo of an action film. W- reading the notes for this film, it is all about computer effects, money they spend, and production values, how they released the film. Like they had to like mislabel the standees and the posters so that they didn't get stolen by couriers and whatever. And how it was all released like at the very same minute worldwide. So it was like 1am in Sydney and whatever in LA and London. Yeah, it was a big gimmick. I think 
that is my problem with this film is they gave them too much money and it became all about the product and not about the film because it just felt plastic. Like we were talking about the, uh, it's called the Burly Brawl. Yeah, with the clones, the big with clone the fight. Smith clones, and yeah. it's like that just felt wrong. Yeah. And what happened to the guns? I think guns would have solved that scene yeah. if that if that scene became taking bullet time fighting and showing the guns aren't working against Smith, and so they have to actually fight in bullet time. Like we saw the whole flurry of punches in the last film. If we saw that flurry into actual martial arts, that effect, I think that would have been so much more interesting to watch. Definitely. But like as soon as Neo takes off, like at the start, that's the first time you see PS2 Neo. Yes. And like he does like this flip thing in the air and none of his clothes crinkle and then you're like, hmm, yeah. okay, okay. Like they spent all this money on the visual effects, but did they just miss a couple like, of spots? Well, like, no, I think they spent all that money. They were trying to push it to the next level, but the next level didn't exist yet. Mm. And so I think rather than making the most of everything that existed at that point, they tried to push it too far and just didn't. So there just wasn't any way to go with we it. We can kind of thank them for um, parving the way to where CGI is. Almost. Trying to. Yeah. They certainly invested enough money in the field. Yeah. It might be an unpopular opinion, but I mean, the graphics do get bad and I do get that, but it didn't really bother me when watching it this time around. Maybe because I, I went in knowing that they weren't going to be spectacular oh, no, no, no. in spots. I forgive the graphics because of the time. Like the like I forgave bullet time, but what my problem was is they kind of replaced uh, artistic creativity or innovation in fight style and cinematography for CGI. Yep. So what was so interesting about the final gun show in the last film was totally gone from pretty much everything in this film. It all became about martial arts and while the martial arts is fine, like Seraph is great and the fight with Lawrence Fishburne and the agent on top of the the, the semi-trailer sure. yeah. is still impressive. Those are practical effects. I, it's just everything, it lacked creativity. It was yeah. just like they took it to exactly the expected place. So yeah. For me, the issue was more the stakes. Did you guys notice, okay, so Neo, at the end of the last one, he became Superman, yeah? So we all get Neo is different level to everyone. Do you guys, in these films, these next two, do you remember being worried about Morpheus or Trinity when they get into any fights? Because I also felt like they had been somehow raised to a next level where they're fighting ghosts in this film and they're doing pretty fucking well. And, like, you could think back to Morpheus and Trinity in the first movie and, Morpheus got taken down by a bunch of SWAT guards, just average people that were combat trained, but they sure weren't ghosts and they weren't agents you know, and they weren't on the highway. Well, like he everyone... did have the one showdown with Smith, but yes, I agree. 
this movie, which is chronologically six months later, they do seem to not have any fear yep. about the, what they're going into. It's like, like I thought you said never go on the expressway. Well, let's go on the expressway anyway and we'll probably be fine. But like seriously, one agent rocks up in the first film and they're just like, we need to get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah. right now. And in this film, they're like, bring it, bitch. And Neil's not even with them. Like they are just bulletproof and they know it. And it's, I like the fear element that like the Matrix yeah. is fine, except for these six guys. Like they will fucking kill you. Yeah. And in this film, when there's an unlimited amount of Agent Smiths, it's never a huge issue. I think like, I there are think, yeah. bits here and there. Like Morpheus does get pinned down and almost taken by um, a Smith in the one of the hallway scenes with the yeah, keymaker. Like three Smiths, yeah, yeah, but. Then again, he, finally, yeah, there's a hundred in the hallway with them, and yeah, three of them got him. Whereas every scene before that, like the Merovingian, those people with him, right? They're meant to be like werewolves and vampires and ghosts, and they are just cannon fodder for the, the for the two of the three heroes. And I just, yeah, I I feel like I couldn't get behind they, them. Yeah, well, it Kinda took the it beef. took the punk away from cyberpunk. Yeah, it, it really just became about cyberpunk. cyber cyber popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. And like action wise, yeah, it's fine. Like I I tend to turn off if an action scene goes for more than like five minutes, I really tend to just like just not because they're doing a bad job. This is nothing to do with like the quality of what it is, but I will just turn off and be like, the point in the story is right now, something happens that the characters need to overcome. The situation has now changed and we continue forward in a different direction, but still forward, yeah. That's the point of a fight to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't need that to take twenty five minutes. Yeah. I just don't. I need it to well, Also, if you're gone. as invested in that fight as you are in the the five-minute Neo-Agent Smith train station fight in the last film, you're just going to be exhausted at the end of it. Like, you just can't yeah. be that invested in that, in that action for that. But I wasn't that invested in any of these fights. That's no, a I bloody agree. good fight. I wasn't either. It, it, was, it became a degree of sameness that just kind of washed out the rest of the film mm. for me. Which is a pity. Like with Neo, I do understand why that would occur. Because like I said, he's now Superman. We know he's going to fuck shit up. Yeah. But we still had our mortal characters that yeah. should have had that struggle story. Yeah. And that would have been great just to, just to even show a point of difference. Like, Neo is impressive, but he's really not as impressive as now Morpheus is taking on everyone. Well, that's a no. Neo should spend all his time protecting these other people. Yep. Like that should be like the major problem of the movie is that Neo has to choose between taking down the bad guys or protecting his friends from dying. Yep, yeah. that'd yeah. be a good way to take it as well. Whereas it beca- it it's only nominally that at the end of the film. Oh, but that uh, we'll get well. We're on bad notes. <laughs> we're on bad. Let's go. Let's do it now. Um, I'm happy to jump ahead, but we yeah. can come back if it's necessary. When this movie opened with Trinity's. Death Vision. Yeah, yeah. I kind of groaned out loud because I don't care. I think she's a really... I, I'm not a huge fan of the character, but also this story has some great elements. And like, I, we'll talk about it later, but I really like the bits with, like, say, the architect. I like when we're going into like, that deep yeah. mythology. I don't care about their love story and I can't pretend to care about their yeah, love no, story. she's just yeah, girl yeah. Neo. Yep. Girl. Can, I, can I just say, I was watching... I was watching this, well, two days ago now, and it came to the, just... The giant orgy. Oh, and God. Then, and I was just watching, I was like, 
This is the whitest sex scene I have ever seen. It's literally just two pale bodies lying on top of each other, yeah. wiggling. It was, to be <laughs> fair, it was Keanu Reeves yeah. and Matt Damon, so I don't know how much whiter you were going to get in that scene. but <laughs> like, is, yeah. And then that, yeah, the rave scene is just, like that is quite honestly the worst scene of the film. Like it adds nothing and it's meant to be kind of like, oh, look at us humans celebrating being human. And like, I don't get that. Like, you are, this is just pointless to me. It is a really weird scene. Yeah. I was watching it with my wife and she turned to me and go, why is everyone having sex? And I was like, no, I don't know. Like, I really don't you know, know. Why not? They're in a cave. When was the last going. time that you, I know the word spelunking sounds like it could be sexual, but. When was the last time you were in a cave and you're like, this is the root cave. This is where we have this, sex. This is it. <laughs> what, you've never been to the root cave? I've never been to the root cave. Oh. It's <laughs> just, well. Maybe this is an experience issue. <laughs> it's just in the sewers underneath Fortitude Valley. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that that is the worst scene for me, but I. It's I'm one s- of them. It's, it's definitely a pointless scene. And like, honestly, the dialogue that they had, that was the important part of that scene. But it was 10 seconds at the end. If it was everyone else going crazy, having sex orgy in the root cave, and then Trinity and Neo upstairs, either having had sex or naked, I don't care. They don't, I don't need to see them have sex. Having the conversation about what happens if I die. Yep. I want you to do your job, not save me. I, like have the conversation that the movie is about rather than showing white people rubbing up against each other. I'll also say a mistake on this movie's behalf. I like Morpheus' speech. I really do. I think his speech needed to happen in the third movie before the attack because I think... I know timeline, he gives a speech and then tomorrow machines are here pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think for us as the audience, timeline, it is a huge... Let's forget that these are movies that came out a year apart. I could watch these right now, one, two, three in a row if I went home. And I still think that speech is too early, <laughs> like given everything. Because it's, it's, it's your Independence Day moment. It's the president getting up there, giving you all of his speech, rallying all the troops and getting ready. It's not like, we will fight, we'll be victorious in about 48 hours. This, this, <laughs> yeah. this is actually your Bible story of the prophet getting up saying, like, the, our Lord and Savior is coming. Let's all party because everything is going to be fucking okay. And it's, it's still out of place because I, I, I completely agree. It's, it's too early, but he's, Morpheus is a prophet. Um, and like It's trying, really odd yeah. though because the Wachowskis try to have it both ways. Have Morpheus be this beloved, revered leader that is also the underdog. Yep. Well, and it because that really... one general hates him, <laughs> right? Everyone on the yeah. council yeah, agrees with him. Yeah. Everyone in the in the sex cave, yeah, believes in him. Like yeah. which is all of Zion. It's just it is literally that one general. Yeah. Who, by the way, yeah, that one general. What the fuck were they doing with him? I think he is great, underused. Uh, yeah. yeah. Every time he's like, okay, the scenes where he's talking to the council and he's like, how many ships do you need? And he's like. Oh, all of them would be great for the machine army. And they're like, mm, I think you're over, you're, you're using too many troops. And he's like, mm, I'm pretty sure I'm not. 
Like, <laughs> I, I'm happy to let this be because you're in charge, but we're going to have a I told you so face look later when the machines come down here and kill us all. And this, this same thing happens two or three times in this film where he's like, how many troops do you need? He's like, if I could give a gun to every person with arms, I would. Like, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's like, well, we should do that. Yeah, well, let's because, just die. Yeah. Let's just die. Yeah. Well, let's just sit down. I don't know the if you realized, but there's one machine for every fucking person here, regardless <laughs> whether they can hold a gun or not. Let's give them all a fucking gun. Later on, we get the kid. He's like, I don't think the machines are going to care whether I'm 16 or not. Yeah, and yeah, the guy's exactly. like, yeah, good point, mate. Yeah. And this guy's like, the same kind of thing. He's like, they're going to kill everyone. Everyone may as well have a gun, yeah. right? Like, right. oh, the council is like the council of Krypton and fucking Man of Steel. Like, well, I'm not convinced Krypton is in danger. And we pass like half a day in their time and the planet is imploding on itself. Yeah. Like, what is with councils? Do they do anything? Looking at you, UN. To be fair, the council <laughs> did save the world because they let Morpheus go. And they sent the others to help him. If they didn't do that, and that's the kind of the weird thing here because like, why would they do that? Yep. In, unless they believe that Morpheus is some kind of prophet, but also the worst person in the world for not following orders. I'm so confused. I don't know how this prophecy thing works. I'm still so confused about the role of the Oracle in this. I know we spoke I, about it last I week. I can clear it up for you. Please do. Okay. The story of the Matrix is about the Oracle versus the Architect. I thought yeah. they did it together. They created the Matrix together. Okay, yep. But it's her making the choice to end the Matrix and cause a peace between humans and machines. She does that by orchestrating a series of events which makes Neo, the one, experience love, which then unbalances the equation, makes him go further than any other one and not make that decision, and then makes the peace. Okay. So she yeah. orchestrates this whole thing from the very start. So the architect is all mathematical and everything equals exactly. Yep. The oracle is not mathematical. She's decision or choice based. So it's it's like chance, but it's not equal chance, you know? Or but is she, she lying to manipulate them? To make to force actions, like, you see, when she says, "Yes, okay, yes," yeah, so yeah. Sure. she either she's lying, telling mysteries, half truths. Maybe Trinity wouldn't have fallen in love with Neo if the Oracle didn't say, "You're going to fall in love with the One." And yeah. then yeah. with that in her head, she's like, "Yeah, I could love him." And then she goes on, on to love him, and then that causes this whole story. I buy that more only because she's not psychic. Like she, yeah. this world is not a fantasy world. I know it looks like it, but it, it, this is a science fiction story, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I know everything looks crazy, but it is sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. She, within the rules of this world, can't be psychic, right? Well, no. Compared to a normal human, she is. I, I, I get that. Yeah. Like, you see that she can see patterns and predict things based off probabilities. I do get that, but, but that's still, it's still a guess. It, no, it's, it's not. So she knows literally everything that's going on in the world. In the Matrix. It was, yes, in the Matrix, which is the world yep. for all intents and purposes. And so she can choose to manipulate that if she wants. And then she can see those cascading effects further and further down. So yep. she tries to load up those effects to push Neo to go to the source to wager a truce. So 
Yep. Okay. No, I get that. We will talk about the wagering of truces next week, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else bad that struck out to you guys? Like, there is. I know there is bad, more, more bad things, but. Um, let me pull up my notes because I know that there's Just something every, I want to say. Every Keanu Reeves looking blankly into the camera trying to have some subtext. Trying to emote. Just. <laughs> Well, it didn't even look like he was emoting. He just looked confused the whole time. Yeah. And that was like, just be a character, please. Yeah. Wait, who? Keanu. Keanu. Reeves. Yeah. Um, I don't really like the ghost guys. I like the, the idea of something different, but I don't think it looks yeah. great. I mean. They were, they were weird as well. Was it in this one where, yeah, it was when Neo sees the oracle at the start, and she's like, "Every time you've heard of a ghost or an angel, or anything werewolf. like, or a werewolf, uh, or a vampire, like that's a program, like not doing what it's not meant to be doing. Yep, like it's it, something's glitching. Well, they're um, they're in the Merovingian is basically hoards and protects programs from previous iterations of the Matrix. So they are kind of survivors from old versions of the Matrix. Hear me out. If someone someone has a dream, they're dreaming, they're seeing something, that stuff's also technically part of the Matrix, right? So if I have a dream about some ghosts, some part of the Matrix has to visualize the ghosts that I'm dreaming, right? So you're basically... One hundred percent of creativity that any of the humans that are hooked up to the Matrix have is already existing in the Matrix itself. Maybe that's 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 like saying (laughs) blind people don't dream in images; they dream in feelings and sounds. Like you only dream for all intents and purposes what's happening because yeah, no one has a free thought until they're free. But that's people are having free thoughts and like. The Matrix doesn't control your thoughts, it just controls your environment. No, but like every every thought that they have is already preconceived by the Matrix system. That's what I'm saying. So none oh, of it's yes. actually yeah, yeah, yeah. free. Yeah. So any dream that anyone has, any creativity has already been put there by the Matrix. And so I'm, mm, I disagree. I, I, well, it has I to believe exist in the Matrix for it to happen. Humans still have creativity. I just believe that the Matrix records everything in their heads, and that's why the Oracle knows exactly what's going on all the time. That could also be true. I don't know. It's it's flimsy enough. You could, you could honestly go yeah. either way because the rules haven't been set. Can we talk good for a second? Sure. sure. Can we talk my voice, Seraph? My God. <laughs> so I actually did some googs, googsling. Oh yeah. Googsing. Goog, goog, you gave googsing. Him a goog. I gave it a goog. Um, do you guys know, and I really hope it's a no because this makes it an interesting story for me, do you know what Seraph is? An angel. Um, do you think he's an angel? What do you think he is? Well, Seraph means angel. Yeah. Like guardian yep. angel. But what is he as a program? I would imagine a guardian angel, a protector. He's yeah. a password protect screen. That's literally oh. what he is. His role is to be the password protection between, in this case, the oracle and a user that, or someone from the external that was trying to get access to them. That's literally what his designation as a program is. And he does so through fighting, which is why he has to fight Neo before he lets her through. That's the password. That's I'm rolling the, my eyes. I think that's such a cool sense. interpretation because he's a, he is a program, and that's yeah. what he is. He's literally an encryption. I, I agree. Yeah. It's interesting. I roll my eyes at bringing everything back to fighting. 
Oh, yeah. <sighs> well, I know, but he, he's there to physically protect her. So, yeah. yeah. But I think that was really cool. Yeah. So I was like, I was looking him up and I'm like, what the fuck is Sarah? I'm like, oh, oh that makes sense. That's really clever. I like and honestly, that. all he had to do is fire a gun and watch Neo dodge in bullet time. Done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's but, all he had to do. Oh, he's so great, that though. Taken like two seconds. And where's the finesse? Like you can show minutes. all that in other fights. Like, With Seraph, though, you got to know that he's a badass. Uh, exactly. And the keymaker. Oh, because oh. he's the only one who can use a gun, apparently. Who? Seraph. They use guns in the third movie. They barely. do. Barely. The machines, the, the mech warriors use big guns. That's to Mostly make up for all the lack of guns in this film. Um, yeah. My boy, the keymaker as well, is the most cuddly looking Asian gentleman I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's so cute. He's like a teddy bear. I want a teddy bear that's as cute as the keymaker is. Don't you just see him and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> come sit down and have some tea with me. We need to talk about everything you've seen. You adorable gent. You not get I, that have you ever done that to a person? Because I don't think you would be received. He looks like kindly. a grandfather. Yeah, not all not all grandfathers are kindly. Did you not hear him in this movie? I know I know what acting is, but come on, that was genuine. <laughs> Let's He's, talk about <laughs> my favorite, the Merovingian, who makes no qualms about appearing nice. He's just like, this is how it is. You know who the Merovingian was? Who? In like in the real world and in this imagining of the world. The Merovingian was a uh, a He's line of, of French kings from like 400 BC. And they, if you've read the Da Vinci Code, are nope. rumored to be direct descendants of Jesus. Right. So he is literally playing Jesus. He's Jesus who survived from a previous iteration of the Matrix and is now the Merovingian. I definitely would have pegged him as Lucifer. <laughs> well, just because it's shady dealings, but he's not. But depending on how you, you portray Lucifer, not necessarily a bad guy. Just a guy that doesn't want to play by written rules. Yeah, he's Bruce yeah. Willis the cop. But so you is that is that a thing that is like a theory or is that like a? Because I like it. I've taken the extra step of say calling him Jesus, but the Merovingian. That's what he's named for after the the line of kings who are literally rumored in historical whatever to perhaps be um, descendants of Jesus. Uh, Jesus and Mary Magdalene. That's pretty interesting. I'm trying to think of how, if, they, if they've played with it in the thing. I mean, like, he is literally rescuing, like, programs that were meant to be exiled and stuff. Like, he's taking them in. So there is, like, a sort of Jesus-like quality in that sense, but he is just a jaded bastard as well, so... But also, yeah. but because he's seen the reality of the Matrix, so so he's seen the death of everyone and that he's survived, and and so he's like, oh, I don't like this system at all. I'm going to make my own. Yeah. How how long do we do we know it was between Matrixes? Like we 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 only know that there was five before this. Ugh, that counting system's weird. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I just punched my microphone, possibly in anger. Find but out Mary next Vision week. Is great. I love that whole sequence. Uh, I really like because we get some actual characters who have yeah. motivation and subtext and they interact rather yeah. than just like I am here for MacGuffin number one, please. I don't want to give you MacGuffin number one. Fight me. Ah, oh, I lost. Here's MacGuffin number one. Let's go for MacGuffin number two now. 
Um, I had some issues with the scene, though. And this isn't a diss. I'm just confused. Did the cakey make that lady give her an orgasm or make her pregnant? Because I, I read it both ways and I wasn't gave sure. Gave her an orgasm and super horny. Okay. Yeah. And that was the lipstick lady from later? Yes. Okay, cool. So he made a horny, followed her in the bathroom. She gave him some fellatio. Yep. Then he was like, oh, no, your wife's doing something terrible. Rushed in and was like, oh, you're wearing another woman's lipstick. I was like, what are you talking about? I haven't got any lipstick and it's just on your dick, douchebag. Okay. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she said it. The programs are in this are weird. The ones that know their programs. But I never got, I got to the point where it was, they all have emotion. Yeah. They're artificial intelligences. Okay. That's so it was, it like was kind of explained in the animatrix. Yeah, absolutely. In the, um, in the what was it, the Renaissance 2? Wow. The second Renaissance 1 and 2. Also um, the one where the, they enter the dreamscape and they have to convince the robot. Yeah, like love. Oh, oh yeah. Show it love. I remember love. But the, the initial robots needed to be shown love to... That's right. Um, not fuck up, basically. But then humans stop showing them love, so they fuck them up. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good things. Good things. Good things. Um, I liked the um oracle and architect sort of like getting into their sort of stuff. Yeah, the architect scene is one of my favorites for this yeah. one as well. It's. I don't know, it was originally nice. approached for that role. I hope it was actually Sean Will Con- Ferrell. Sean Connery. Oh. Turned it down to film the last film of his career, <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Which I know is a terrible film, but I really do like that film. So. He turned this down because he didn't understand the movie. But then it was such a huge success. He was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I sh- that shouldn't disqualify a movie. And then he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, another movie that he didn't understand which <laughs> can we probably go a step further this is sure. after he turned down Gandalf yeah because he turned down Gandalf and this role and that I remember the story now oh yeah. so Sean yep but I'm not mad at how it turned out oh no he, he would be a terrible Gandalf he could have been Serene McKellen but yeah. straight I think he would have been a terrible Gandalf it's too I like Gandalf being like a sensitive sort of wise character of a Scot <laughs> Can you yeah? Can you imagine him? Yeah, no, I can't. It's horrible. You wouldn't know what he was saying. He's angry all the time. Frodo's getting shit. Show not posh. Also, more beheadings because <laughs> he doesn't open his mouth because he's Scottish. Oh, he's Scottish. <clears throat> but I, I fully oh, agree. The architect is yeah. again another character. Yeah. Clear motivation lays everything out and just said, "Okay, yeah. this is what it comes down to: your choice, yeah. your bad choice." Neo is an idiot. You already know what you're going to do. I already know what you're going to do. So let's just get it over with, shall we? (laughs) So, okay. If the Keymaker had died before Neo had gotten there, series over? Because there's apparently no other way to get to the architect? Yep. So what does that do for the Zion reset? Don't they need the people? Don't they need the Matrix to do its thing? I'm sorry. Be, there are levels of existence that they are willing to accept, Sebastian. Yeah, but like when they like the, to throw the option out there to like Neo meet us around the corner, we have to chat about levels of existence. <laughs> Maybe, but the whole thing is that they have to make it seem like an almost impossible task, so that they feel like they're fighting 
for a future yep. that is so barely possible, but they still have to fight for it. That's the whole reason it's made so difficult. And the Merovingian isn't part of that plan originally, but he's made himself part of that plan by inserting himself into the Matrix and hoarding programs. Okay. Is there anything else, guys, or we want to move on to... I mean, good stuff. The freeway fighting scene is impressive in parts. Yeah. A um, bit, bit long, but... Like bit I, I turned off after five still, this but is, it was good. This is it the is. only scene that I liked the agents in, in this film. Because the, the normal agents? The, the normal agents, yeah. yeah. I really liked the acting for those using agents in this scene. Da-na-na, guns. Yeah. It's like, like what... Suddenly we can't, we fight with swords instead of guns. I did like the sword yeah. fight part. I mean, it was it was cool, but like a machine uh, gun. Well, much they, they did pull out the machine guns first, and he just like, nah, fuck you, and so that's why they went for the swords. But like, keep your gun on you. Don't just yeah. chuck it to the ground. Like no, maybe you dramatically like, throw your weapons to the ground. <laughs> I do this in D and D all the time. I was like. I have I'm a like, sword. I'm going to drop it on the ground. Come get some slot. And but that's because you out. can't use a sword. <laughs> yeah, but like the enemy doesn't know that. <laughs> well, I'm the actual weapon. I'll just explode. It's fine. But that's not the point. But like, wouldn't it make sense to like try and catch the guy off guard? Like, you, you're swinging around like a couple of those um, little dagger thingies, but then you whip out a pistol and, like, put it up against his head. Like, sure, yeah. he, he's probably still going to be able to dodge it because it's Neo, but... Yeah, you know what they like, never dodge with? Their legs. They only dodge with their upper body. I reckon yeah. pop them on in the cock. Well, just the, the well, that's ankle. what gets Neo last, last movie. Yeah. He gets shot in the leg. Yeah. yeah, you can't dodge with your legs if you're... I mean, you could. And that's, that's honestly you, why I think you know we what? needed to see an expansion of bullet time. In this movie. If they only had wrenches in the Merovingian's house, <laughs> then... <laughs> okay, that Merovingian's house, I know we've stopped doing bad, but that extra fight scene was the most pointless thing in the world. Did not need to happen at all, right? Agents could have rocked up. Yeah. It makes more sense. Also, more of a task for Neo. To, I get you want to separate Neo from the rest of the group. But like, though, I just, I don't know, it wasn't great. I didn't No, really it wasn't. It, it felt... Forced. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But like the agents couldn't have rocked up because they were programmed. Oh, I know, but like in general, like they open a door <laughs> and they're there. Like, because there's doors everywhere. I don't know. I'm not the they writer. They need the keymaker to get the keys. I don't remember agents. I don't they know. They don't because the Merovingian had the keymaker. There's a lot more programs in this movie than the last movie, oh, yeah, which yeah. had what the agents and the oracle. And well, the, the last movie was all about <laughs> humans. This movie was all about programs. The next movie is all about machines. <sighs> I don't like the three-part splits. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> um, all right, do you guys want to move on to recommendations then? Sure. Yes, please. Zane, this is a a lukewarm no from Zane. Uh, I think it just. It got away from them. I, you can see the intention and they put so much thought and effort into the law and like all the little bits and it, like crafting the scenery, like even down to the graffiti in the the burly brawl scene with all the Agent Smiths, like everything meant something. But the 
the end result was just unsatisfying and it didn't engage me at all. Like it didn't show me anything new and I didn't care about the characters anymore because as soon as you have an immortal character, you need to give them something else to fight for. Mm. When it was just him being Superman the whole time, I you switch off. There's no stakes. So it's it's there are good parts. Like I do love the Merovingian. I like all the Oracle talk and I love the lore. But the movie itself isn't super satisfying. Like I've seen this maybe five or six times now, and that's a few times too many for me. Yeah. Alex? Um have you ever like on a really hot summer's day, you've gone to the fridge and you just want to pour yourself a really cold glass of water yeah and you're like yes and like pour it out and then water hits your lips and someone's just filled it up from the tap oh yep yeah so it's yes. not it's 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 not cold water but you've like built it up in your head that it's going to be this amazing like coolness running down you that's this movie for me <laughs> like it could be yeah so good but like you get to it and it's disappointing. Um, however, I'm still gonna say, watch it. Like it's it's a very like mild recommend, but there are still cool. Like I like the lore and everything, and that's enough for me to get me through it. Like may, I probably wouldn't sit down and just watch it like i'd probably need to be doing something else at the same time i mean well that's the thing like this movie i enjoyed doing research for this podcast more than i did watching this movie again for this podcast yeah just because the law is can be presented in such a more compelling way than the movie does so i can see why you would say yes but Yeah. yeah what about you seb i like a lot of this movie and i hate all of this movie to the point that this movie is a happy disappointment sandwich of nothingness. I don't know how I <laughs> what? feel. Listen, like, there is some really good stuff and there is some really just bad stuff and Boring. then the rest is just bland and I don't care. And my normal default for me is if you can't get behind it, it's a no because I'm never going to be like, hey, come watch this average movie. Like that's, <laughs> that's not how I would do this. But also I do enjoy like a lot of like the same a lot of the law. So I've actually I've done up a little piece of paper here with an X and a tick on it. I'm just gonna flip it into the air and whatever it lands on is that because this movie is it's a nothing movie for me, which but it doesn't feel like nothing enough to be a no flat out. So oh I, Oh good, it landed exactly on its side. That's perfect. I'm gonna go with no. Because <laughs> as I flipped into the air, I was like, Oh, I hope that's a no. So Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you already made made up your mind. Yep. So <laughs> I guess it's a no. Um, the action scenes were too <laughs> <Yeah>. long. <laughs> so come over and let's make a day of watching his terrible movie. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. There are times whereas, that's the case. Whereas I would pitch this to someone as I'm going to watch this movie. If you want to, you can come and watch it with me. But I'm putting it on regardless, but don't talk during and it. <laughs> I'll be playing Minecraft while you watch. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so oh no, I guess. Fair enough. But like there are there are worse movies and like if you watch this you probably won't be crazy disappointed. It's not as IMDB I think has this as like a six point something something. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's like it's a low seven, but like it's just 
I, like we all said, the action either looks terrible or for me it's just too long. If you I mean, honestly, you cut down half aged. an hour. Yes. Matrix yeah. Reloaded, 7.2. Out oh, of 10. maybe it's Revolutions at 6. And I would have put it at 5.4. Yeah. But I think if you cut half an hour worth of fighting, not just for the runtime sake, oh, but I mean yeah. just, just for the, like, and everything yeah. else, this is an easy recommend. It's just too meaty. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not meaty enough because it's, I guess it's fluff that's filled it out, right? Yeah. Too much stuffing. Yes. But I do like stuffing, but not this kind All of right, stuffing. All right, Alex, how are you fixing it? Reload. Oh. Um, Can I mention redo, before uh, it's too late? I super hate Trinity's clothes in this movie. In all the movies, she wears really, really shiny leather, and she looks like a really horrible, cheap Catwoman ripoff from the like the original Batman. I just—they're literally called cat suits. And yep, yep, Doesn't I agree. Look, it's too shiny, <laughs> it's right? Too shiny. It's Peyton I, leather. Her, her, just I didn't bring it up because I was trying not to. But just I just don't like her. I can see that. No, I agree. Me too. She's female Neo. Like, she gives you nothing. Make him. There's make, nothing. Make she Neo. had emotion in the last movie, though, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Neo is meant to be the, the one that is different from the rest of the ones, yeah? Like, mm, yep. no. Yeah. He's the one that's being used in a different way than the rest of the ones. He's well, still the one. The prophecy still is him. Yeah. But, well, I was going to say, why, why not make him, like, Super lovey dovey obsessed no, with Trinity. No, like the the one that is is different from the rest of them. Sure, like he's come in at a very late age and he has to like work his way into it and all that. But why not make him gay or something? Wait, because that is it, are you pitching something? Because I haven't given you my suggestion. No, no, no. I'm just like <laughs> I'm down with just that. in general. Yeah, like because that would bring a whole different element because humanity and. The program's learning that, you know, well, whatever. But yeah, anyway, um, I'm going to do a remake of the second movie specifically. I'm guessing, yeah. So the first movie still canon, and then this yeah. movie comes in. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Replace martial arts with gun fu. Gun fu. Have you seen Equilibrium before? You should. No. It's okay. It's okay. It's a Christian Bale movie. They use gun fu when it. It's just all. Hand-to-hand combat, but you've always got a pistol in your hand, so you can shoot and also use the gun as a okay, melee weapon. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, gun through this movie. Okay, okay, okay. Just, 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 just a note. I just want you to make Morpheus and Trinity the same Morpheus and Trinity from the original movie. <laughs> so they yeah, weaken. What? I just need you to depower them. So, like, they, they mean, they could kick all of our asses. But if one of us was an agent, they would want to leave that room. Yeah, no, they would want to leave that city, that world, technically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I would leave a lot of it as it stands. Um, yeah, gun, gun, fu, um, serif. Oh, he, he opens the door, and serif is just shooting at him. <laughs> Like he's not like Sarah just has six arms all with guns, just spraying bullets. But but no, the important thing is he apologizes first, like he did in this movie. I'm so sorry, Neo. (laughs) (laughs) Or like Neo's approaching the door, and because Seraph is a program and he knows what's about to happen, he just he like he just yells through the door, "Sorry," and he's like, 
what? And then Neo <laughs> opens the door and it's just bullets coming at him. <laughs> like a flamethrower or something. Like Wally e. Coyote, he yeah. set up like a string of like <laughs> seven miniguns. <laughs> like... He's just there, he's got a string. Yeah. He's just like... <laughs> oh, that's great. Possibly. Uh, we'll see what the budget can get us. A uh, hundred... <laughs> million dollars. <laughs> Why wasn't there a pyromancer <laughs> character who was a firewall? Why isn't that a thing? That, like, <laughs> right? Seraph should have the ability to blast fire from him like the human torch. That, I think, I'm, no, the, the, the ghost twins? Yep. They are firewalls for the Merovingian. So that they, they burst into flame like the human torch? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes it, so much fucking cool. And they can cooler. just like fucking fly through the air as well. So like the movie's just like looking at it. It's just <laughs> Streams like... of fire coming towards <laughs> And honestly, <laughs> someone who might actually be able to touch Neo. Yeah. Because they can fly too. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm seeing Morpheus losing his shit on the top of a fucking truck. <laughs> there are two meteorites <laughs> flying towards <laughs> oh, uh, Good. Um, yeah. Um... Let's do that. I'm going to cut down a lot of the highway chase. Um, the the pile on um, Smith fight. Don't CGI it mm. so well, much. To an extent, they'll have to just because I, of the amount of Smiths. I know this is a, this is a remake, so they can use better CGI now. <laughs> That's um, true, but I still think like you you use the actors as much as you can. Here's the shocking thing. In that scene, I thought, I mean, I'm sure there were some dodgy shots, but I thought Smith always looked okay. It was, for me, just Neo that stood out. Oh. I was looking back. I'm sure there were some it's bad because Smiths. because he was always front and center. Yeah. You could always see his face in inverted commas. And to be fair, um, Smith has glasses on as well, so I guess you're hiding the eyes, which helps, but... The one particular bit that, like, I was really glad that the scene was over... <coughs> Pardon me? Um, was Neo's just flown away and all the Smiths get up and, like, fix their ties and they're looking up. But, like, the first three look like Hugo Weaving, like, at the front. And, the and then the rest are just, like, copy-paste, 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 copy-paste. Yep. And it's just, like, okay, let them walk away and be done with this scene because fuck. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I should have... Talked about that earlier. Um, yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're, we we're going to. We're going to change that in the remake. Anyway, that scene's going to be a lot smaller, um, gung fu style. Uh, they all have the pistols that they originally would, yeah would and carry. You don't need to have a hundred of them. You just need to have maybe twelve of them around this thing that he has to kind of dodge and hit, duck and dip, dodge. dive and, and dodge. Can I <laughs> add something in? You know, like there was previous versions of the Matrix. That's why we have like the ghosts and vampires yeah. and stuff. Smith comes in to fight Neo riding a fucking dragon. <laughs> That's adding a few um, extra layers. You, you guys don't want to we see that fight scene? We haven't met the Merovingian yet. <laughs> you don't want me to see that fight scene? Yeah. Like, yeah. instead of the the burly brawl, he just comes outside and it's, it's just Smith with the dragon. <laughs> That's a terrible idea, Seb. Why do you keep talking? Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe for the final fight. <laughs> like in the but, next movie? Yeah. He's like, Mr. Anderson, yeah. fight my dragon. <laughs> Hon- sun- honestly, I would really too. like that final fight to be just like an Agent Smith kaiju. 
versus Neo. It yeah, was in the like, video game. Yeah. In um, Path of Neo, they replaced the final fight scene with a bunch of buildings smashed together and formed a big giant robot Agent Smith and you have to fly around and fight that because they said the martyr thing is bad for a video game. That's what the Jowski said themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It's like they're thinking of two Zane Kaijus. Um, but yeah, back to this one. I would watch that movie. Yeah, wouldn't yours? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I would. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Already, it's more interesting. Yeah, and like lay off. Oh. I know the love thing is like a thing, but make Trinity a dude, and like just bite the bullet. You think she's a dude anyway? Morpheus, drag is, queen. Oh, drag mom. Yes. Yeah, I know. Drag right? mom captain. And maybe everyone and, who comes out of the Matrix is gay. That's the thing. Maybe. That's the thing. So wait, the Matrix is technically the world without gay people. Yeah. And that's why they're always they're so picked on all the time. The second someone comes out, they literally gone. <laughs> Waking up in a fucking pool of red liquid. <laughs> Oh, God, <laughs> oh, this is everything that I didn't want. Wait, if that's going to happen, who's going to encourage other gay people to come out? If, I guess nice straight people, do they exist? Yeah. I don't know. Do they accept? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if you're, if you're <laughs> directing the question at me, yes. <laughs> I guess in a world where Agent Smith has a sunglass-wearing dragon, anything's possible. Right? Okay, I'm calling it. Yeah, um, I, I don't think I want to do much more to that. But you know, in all seriousness, for my remake, make Neo gay. Yeah, I'd buy into that. Good, good. So, um, look forward to next. We week. Yeah. have some questions to answer, oh, or are we just going to no. not do it? We'll just do it at the beginning of next week. No, let's do it now. We owe our listeners some questions. question time. Okay, let me find the questions that we. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh yes. what are you God! Doing? Yes, Facebook is just flipping out on me. Welcome to Facebook. It's really terrifying. Okay, nope. Why is that okay? I'm not there yet. How are you guys today? I'm was it great. was that I'm meant to sick. be? Welcome to the jungle. We've got fun and games. Is that where you were going? With um, that? You know, like, welcome to Facebook. Yep, it was. <sighs> Alrighty. So first, we have in from Danae Moodley. She wants to know. Your favorite first-time movies of currently extremely, extremely uh, famous stars. The okay. example she had is um, in the sequel to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, George Clooney had his um, first showing in there, and it's a movie that she really enjoys. So what's your favorite movie which has the first-time appearance of a famous star? I can kick us off. You guys are still thinking? Sure. Nightmare on Elm Street, the original one, is Johnny, Johnny Depp? Depp's first on-screen appearance. He's laying in bed, he falls asleep, he sinks into his bed and it shoots a geyser of blood out as he's eaten alive. It's pretty good and ticks all my boxes. Huh. Um, and he's not terrible in it because he's very young and he doesn't overact. So he's actually, he's actually good in it. So, yeah. Fair enough. Mine is uh, Jack Nicholson in the original Little Shop of Horrors. Black and white, B-grade horror movie. No, it doesn't have any songs. It's just about a killer plant. He plays the uh, patient that the dentist is operating on. Um, <clears throat> Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. 
Yeah, you bastard. Good job. Yeah, you good job. Bless his heart. Um, I mean, who else? <laughs> Our next question is, oh, it's a little bit out there. It's from Stephen Buckmaster. Why is such a large proportion of the population enslaved by mind-numbingly ignorant media such as reality television programs? For example, The Kardashians, a show made famous by a woman with a huge butt that shot a porno with a useless rap star or any of the other mindless dribble that destroys the intellectual capability of the population. Can I answer this one first? Yes. Um, It's to make the everyday person feel better about their own lives. You reckon? The Kardashians have endless amounts of money and they get into these little squabbles and they fucking hate each other. Yeah. I don't have a lot of money. I don't get into these squabbles and I fucking love my life. It makes me feel better knowing that there are people out there with lots of money who still hate their lives. To I an guess extent. That's, well, I can't, I can't fault you for looking at the world that way. Yeah, I can answer that. Like, my, my answer was just, I guess, people are nosy. Yeah. Which, yeah. Zane, uh, do, you have a, do you have a big one here? It's because people don't listen to enough podcasts. Podcasts are the exact opposite of reality television. Except the podcasts about reality television, but even they are better than reality television because they examine the truths behind reality television. There you go. Listen to more podcasts, watch less reality Specifically television. Specifically in the That's Not Canon <laughs> production. No, line. honestly, any podcast. No. <laughs> but my podcast, <laughs> and then give to the Patreons. But look, baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. Uh, next, we've got a couple of uh, questions from Shane Anderson. Good old Shane yep. Anderson. Our best book to film adaptation, in your opinion? Shawshank. Shawshank, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, I was going to go Shining, so I guess it's all yeah, yeah. two for Kubrick. Yeah. Um, most obscure movie that you've seen and basically no one else has? Triplets of Belleville. What's it about? It's about three sisters. Nuns or three sisters? sisters. They're okay. French. It's a French animation. I, okay. Most obscure uh, movie that I've seen. I, I don't know if I have one. I don't see a lot of movies that like aren't pop culture. Yeah. It's true. This you film, are terrible film podcaster. This film. <laughs> I, well, I am. Like, I know Zane has seen my film, but honestly, if, if you polled 100 people, two of them may have seen it. But it's well known, but not very heavily watched. Eraserhead. That's an obscure movie. Uh, I wouldn't say it's it is a cult movie. But not like oh yes, it is a cult movie yeah. by definition, not viewed by many people, I guess. Um okay. What movie that everyone else has seen that you just haven't got around to seeing yet? I don't think I can answer this. Oh. I think I've seen most movies. I try to keep up with it. I haven't seen the new It yet, but my that's just come out. Yeah, but like a lot of my dad, my it. sister, my mum have seen it. Friends overseas have seen it. I've got someone else that I'm forgetting that's seen it that's been bugging me to see it. Like I'm the minority, and it's weird because I'm not normally a minority. There you go, so Indiana Jones. Yeah, you do have Indiana Jones. All of them. Right? All of them. Oh, you should. We say no, this, we, we say this every time. Watching. <laughs> I don't think they're necessary. I think they are. Or they're Jaws. pretty fun. 
I haven't seen Jaws. No. All right, from Josh Coomba. Biggest bombs slash disappointment of the year and how you would have fixed them. Ghost in the Shell. How would you fix it? Cast it better. Also, don't try to make it glitzy. The original animation is very sort of in like 80s, early 90s anime, very gritty. Mm. Like, go back to cyberpunk. Make it more like the original Matrix to tie it back into our overarching themes. Um, I would say Power Rangers. Mm. That, that, that didn't bomb, did it? I don't know. I, I mean, it was yeah. it, pretty it, it had all this hype and then it came out and no one talked about it. Yeah. Well, that was my experience with I it. I, I watched it and all I could think was... This is cool. This is cool. This is cool. End fight scene. This is absolutely horrible. <laughs> and then I, then I didn't want to finish watching it. It was it was really bad. I'm going to cheat here because it's a movie I have not seen, but I can say unequivocally we all know is awful. Um, but is it technically a movie? Inhumans came out three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Oh. Okay. It was given one week at the cinemas for oh, the really? it was the first two episodes of the show, but they were done like a movie. It was given one week at the cinemas. It was meant to be two, and then last minute they decided to only give it one run. Was it in Australia though? I thought it came out here. Because oh, I was watching for it. I didn't see yeah. anything about it. Apart from what you posted, but yeah. I, it wasn't out then. It mm. made like nothing at the cinemas. And honestly, you know how you fix it? You... You don't make a TV show and release it at the movies because people don't want to pay movie bucks for a show that's going to be also free. Just after Defenders. Yep. And like, it looked horrible. Like, I don't know what the... F- I, actually, I do know exactly what went wrong and I'm not going to go into it, but behind the scenes, none of the guys that work on the movies worked on this. It's, right. compl- it's Marvel still, but it's Marvel Television, which is run by, I believe it's Ike Perlmutter, who is famously frugal to the point like when the press would come to movie screenings for the Marvel movies because he was f- originally one of the guys in charge with Kevin Feige he would limit them to one non-brand can of soda each. Hey, hey Sam you know how you weren't going to go in? That's it I'm done <laughs> <laughs> well you know if people listen to film podcasts like stuff about films no 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 I was just like I'm not going to go into it I, here's what happened more. with the soda no, no. at the premiere there's more I, yeah, there's I a lot more I'm just making fun of you um because okay. your face is weird next. and you're Italian. Who should play Bond oh. next and could slash should it be a woman? Um, it could, I think. Um, honestly, I reckon Idris Elba. Would He's make. a very popular choice and I, I agree. I love the idea of him. Awesome Bond. Controversially, I don't get Idris Elba. Um, I think it should be female. I think it should be a female dog. should be Air Bond. Just a golden retriever. That's it. Christina Baranski. I'm going to stab the, you in the, the female next dog time that we need for this movie, right? Um, I don't think no, it ever think should, should be a guy die. or should be a girl. I think it just just cast what makes sense at the time. I don't think you should go yeah. in going, this is going to be the girl one or this is going to be the boy one. If you're changing the character, see, hold an open audition and just pick the best person. Yeah. We've I'd, had a female bond, salt. We've had a female Bond, Atomic Blonde. Bond is not an interesting character if you take away Bond. Mm. 
Yeah. Bond and Bond is his relationship to women and bad guys. Yeah. And finally, people other than Seb first, cool. And then Seb, what do you hope Space Jam 2 has and doesn't have slash what does it need to do and not to do to make it a watchable or good film? Needs to be two hours experimental cinema. (laughs) Nothing on the screen. They cast no one. They film nothing. It's just an empty cinema for two hours. The end. Um, I mean, I know the graphics and like CGI have gotten better since Space Jam 1 came out. Um, so I think for it to be watchable, they need to bank on that. Um, LeBron James? Is I believe so, yeah. He's in cut. talks, isn't he? I thought it was signed. His name has been floated around this for like two years now, though, so I don't fucking know. I mean, that that's fine. Like, <laughs> he's a basketballer. I mean... I mean, just fitting in with the last one, yeah, I guess they're going to cast a real one. I mean, S- Space Jam, though, like, they could... They could... I know it's like basketball jam, but they could they could do like a skating thing or something. Like, I was thinking, yeah, no, I wouldn't keep it to basketball. I would have them play a different, different game. Sport, yeah, yeah, like, like do, do ice hockey or something. I don't know, anything. Yeah. but Rugby. Oh, a bowling, no, like, yeah. bowling, just, bowling just, just like skateboarding with Tony Hawk. Get Tony Hawk on it and be, that's what all the kids are about now, aren't they? Skateboarding with you know Tony Hawk. Skir- <laughs> skirmishing. Skirmishing. Skirmishing fun. Um, what? Dude, remember the Titan-style football movie with Looney Tunes? Oh, yeah. Would be great. Na- name one American footballer. <laughs> um, do it. Wait, I can do this. I can do this. Right now. Um, I can name a few. Jared Payne, ex-American <laughs> footballer, back to the Gold Coast Titans and our old team. But right. he was there briefly this year. <laughs> there you go. Got him good, Jared um, Payne. <laughs> yeah, are you happy? Um, no, because he's Australian. Okay, I've got to fix anyway. Mine. Yeah. Um, I apart from apart from changing the sport, which I think is an awesome idea. I just be sincere with it. Like, don't 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 go tongue in cheek. Like, haha, we're doing that funky thing from the nineties. Make an just a, a movie that's pegged towards kids. It has the nice little jokes slipped in there for the adults, and don't make fun of yourself while doing it. Make it like a nineties film. No. Just all sincerity because you're not smart enough to be anything else but... Wait, should they make it like a 90s film or not like a 90s like film? Like a 90s film. Okay. And yeah, just do it. Like, that's what I would want. I don't want to watch like with the new Ghostbusters. It was fine, but it was so modernized that it lost the charm of the original. Yeah. Correct. We spoke about this. That's done, but... We sure did. The I same, still disagree. But yeah, with the same thing for this. I reckon you keep the charm, so you got to keep the tone. So as long as you do that, I think it's fine. Yeah. It has to be a cheesy 90s film. Yeah. Or I'll be grumpy and hit someone. Are we good to play the outro? Okay, thank no. you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get yeah. in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always have got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. That yeah. one. Or second take podcast. You, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter at second take TNC. Or we, we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, actually, we have no, videos. no videos of some pictures, yet. though. 
that are funny. There was, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really. Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash second take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> and and the yeah, <laughs> if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of com, which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts, there. yeah, where we just talk at ourselves. Yeah, yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast, no interruptions, right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, "That's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works." <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Sam, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.